Dan, the older I get, the more I learn about myself. Oh, boy. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I have noticed that when I drive down my road, I will notice things about my neighbor's houses or, or yards. You know, like they didn't mow or they didn't trim or their gutters hanging off the side of their house. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, my house probably looks looks worse. <laughs> so you're so in other words, other your neighbors are driving by your house with the same truck. <laughs> well, why would they say bad things about me? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting old <laughs> like you. <laughs> yeah. So I uh where I live, we have a number of houses that set way off the road. Uh, but as you go down towards the, the state road, you know, the houses are closer. And I noticed a house that has um, trees growing out of their gutters, you know. Um, and my assumption is they're maple trees, you know, like those little helicopters yes. uh, that fly off of a maple tree. Well, you know, they get into your gutter. And if you haven't cleaned your gutters out for the year and, you know, there's like junk in there, they can they can take root. Yes. They sprout <laughs> so, and they grow instantly. Yeah. And those helicopters are, are really slick. And yeah. they're fun. I remember playing with them. I still play with them. What the heck? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you see them laying in the yard in the spring and you go out and pick up a whole bunch of them and you throw them up in the air and you, and you watch them spin up, spin back down to earth. Yeah. The same, the same thing is with, uh, with, I don't know if you have cottonwood down there, but, cottonwood seeds when they like they'll land and sprout instantly everywhere oh wow hmm. same as the maple yeah my elm when it was still here poor thing their their seeds were kind of like the maples but they were just a disc like a papery disc with one little seed in the middle of it and uh, our, our tree was so tall that you couldn't reach it, you know, to pluck any of the seeds off, but certain years when the wind would blow and the rain, you'd get these seeds stuck all over the side of the house or all over <laughs> your car. And I harvested a bunch of them, but I have yet to try, try and grow anything with them. I hope that they would grow as quick as the maples, those maples. Good heavens. If you don't, if you don't weed your mulch bed during the spring, you'll have a maple tree growing in your mulch bed yeah well you'll have many you'll have one every foot <laughs> like they're just everywhere yeah yeah it's kind of crazy to think though like with all those seeds sprouting out you know why or like they only i, I don't think they make it through their first year i don't know what it is but you know the next well, year yeah they're gone well the lawn the lawnmower gets them <laughs> <laughs> if you mow your yeah. yard yes <laughs> yeah i don't, I'm not a biologist here, but I had always understood that um, when a living organism reproduces, but they have like a zillion seeds, you know, that they have low uh, probability of, you know, one of them making it. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the odds are that, or I guess nature's uh, whatever it's called. Is the fact uh -huh. you throw out a thousand, you hope to get one that grows. 
Like I have a pond and certain times of the year, you'll see this goo on the top of the water and they're frog eggs. And I mean like millions of them, yep. you know? And then like the next week, there'll be these little microscopic tadpoles floating around. But then, you know, next year there's like two frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Every stage of development, the numbers decrease. Right. And man, but these maple trees, I mean, they'll get a million of those helicopters on them. And they fall everywhere. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and that got me to thinking when, you know, when we think about firewood and one of the ironies with me <laughs> is even though I'm in firewood, being in firewood has made me appreciate trees uh, more than I did before. And I wouldn't call myself like a wood snob, but I kind of have an appreciation for trees like some of these people do for wine. Oh, yeah. I can, you know? Yep. And, and like wine, I'll be honest with you, I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but man, when you hear someone, you know, watch a, watch a, a video of people wine tasting, you know, and they're like, oh my God, the, the, this is a fruit forward and the finish is just spectacular. And, yeah, and you think, well, it all tasted like the other bottle to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You don't notice any, there, you don't go through all those little phases of the yeah. process. Well, and it's because I don't appreciate it, but I do appreciate trees where someone else who doesn't will look at me or you like we're the weird ones, right. <laughs> you know, because we can appreciate that elms uh, like to grow out in the open by themselves and sycamores like to grow by the, the riverbed. Right. And maples like to grow out of out of my gutters. <laughs> or are just the fact that when you see a tree like in distress or dying, like you actually, you know, you have you kind of feel sorry, you feel bad, like you have yeah. emotions that come over you. Like up here we have the oak wilt that's hitting really bad. And this year it's been tough just this summer, like with the drought like being dry and so hot. I think it's really stressed a lot of uh -huh. trees and in my wood yard now i have like up to i think there's 10 oaks that have died oh wow that's yeah, terrible i think of trees like the elm and you know the chestnut the ash tree which are all dying and even though like the elm has been devastated by dutch elm disease i still see a number of healthy elms but I had been saying, I have never seen a live ash in the last few years. They are all dead. And I was out at a customer's house making a delivery and there is a big tree. And I was looking at it thinking, wonder what kind of tree that is. It was an ash and it's healthy. Wow. I mean, this was something that you should call the local, <laughs> the local TV <laughs> channel. I says, but I said, this is like, this is a rarity. It was definitely an ash and it was big and healthy. Well, like you talked about the emotion, I started feeling sorry for it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, man, this thing here could be a goner. If I had like a, a, a beetle on this log that I was delivering, I could be killing this guy's tree, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the ash trees would have these helicopters too, but they didn't have as much of a lift. They were more like spears kind of of a look instead of like that big blade that a 
maple tree has. Yeah, they're more of a drop and not like a a spread. Like yeah, maple seeds will spread and just be carried with the wind, and as they fall, they 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 go and they go down slow, so they yeah. keep, you know spreading out further and further. So then, what happens, then, Dan? Okay, so it doesn't land in my gutter, and it grows for a year until next year I get up there and I yank it out and throw it on the ground, and it dries up. So if a seed, let's say that this is just a lone maple tree, and the seed falls to the ground and it survives it takes root and and it grows into a tree i guess that's how it happens huh yeah yeah it, it but there's a lot of i think variables and factors that come in you know like if it lands in your yard and it's sitting on top of your grass you know it's not gonna have the ability to take root in the ground you know mm -hmm. there's so many things that come in to factor mm -hmm. just with for that process to i guess take root <laughs> when I was trying to build up my soil here, because this house, you know, it got dug out and then the, the pond. And so we had a lot of clay and I had a bunch of cow manure trucked in where I was building up my soil. And I started getting all these seeds or all these weeds growing from the <laughs> seeds that was in the manure. Yeah. And, you know, you could get a tree growing out of cow manure uh, because the cow had ate it. But, you know, the seed made it through the digestive tract right. and, and grew. Then it's the same thing with like birds. So a bird yep. could eat the seed of some type of a plant, maybe a tomato plant or, you know, a flower. And the bird dropping could contain the seed and then that gets it to grow. Yeah, it's amazing. All the different all guess, variables. Like, yeah, the ways that nature spreads and continues yeah. to grow but have you ever thought about this though dan when you are stacking a load of firewood and you pick up the split and you think this is just a gorgeous piece of firewood have you ever stopped to think about that this tree could have started through a bird dropping two <laughs> counties over um a hundred years ago actually i can honestly say i've never had that thought <laughs> <laughs> well i'm i'm serious though I mean, no, let's yeah, think I, about I, this here yeah let's think about this okay a bird i'm just gonna say a hundred years ago went out for a fly and uh you know there was a, a family outside looking over the, of the horizon, waiting for, you know, the husband or the son to come home from World War I. And a bird flies by and, and poops on the ground. <laughs> Am I allowed to say poop on a podcast? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> so, and then, you know, and, and it's in the field and the years come and grow and, and it's a tree and the family just lets it grow and it becomes a big, gorgeous tree and maybe yeah. like it showed up in paintings or portraits of the farmhouse and then um you know then birds build nests in it and there's picnics held underneath it and then the years come and go yeah yeah yeah. and then the family moves out of the house they sell the land a developer buys it and decides to build more houses and cut down all the trees and then they tear down the farmhouse too? Yep, everything. Gone. Farmhouse gone, trees gone, 
and log hauler Jesse grabs the log, brings it to your yard. <laughs> you process it, take it to fire Thunderbirds, and it cooks a burger for the grandpa that used to live in the farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> That's the circle of life, right? Isn't have you ever have you ever really stopped to think about, you know, the logs and where they've come from? And like I had counted a tree, I had logs delivered, and it was a big a big trunk, and I counted the the rings, and there was like seventy plus of them, and I was thinking, wow, seventy years ago, what was going on? Yeah. Yeah, I've that, done that a that, few times with trees is just look at the rings and think, you know, try to like think back, you know, when I, what was going on or how long this tree's been alive. And I used to belong to this foundation in Virginia. It's called the Germana Foundation. Dad and I would go to it. And it was like a celebration of the first settlers from Germany that came to the New World. And the foundation bought this centuries old house it was built like in the 1700s and we were up in it walking around and i got up into the attic and the main beam of the house was this big square beam and it had like the the marks of the axe you know where it was hewn into a into mm -hmm. a log like that so i'm sitting there thinking and i'm thinking well if this house was built in you know the uh, mid 1700s and that beam up there probably came from a tree that could have been 300 years old in theory that tree could have been standing you know when columbus was coming to the new world right so i thought i have to touch it <laughs> <laughs> i have to touch it and it was in reach i had to jump which wasn't the problem but the problem would have been landing because I didn't know if I was going to like fall through the, through the floor. <laughs> but I did. I jumped up and I touched it. You know, a tree oh. that was probably in the 1400s growing here in, in the United States, in the new world. Yeah. But just think about, you know, trees. And I'm serious. I get these trucks that come in with 100 sticks on them. And who am I? Am I worthy of these trees to cut them into firewood? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of wild to think about it that way. I've, I have to say, I've never really, you know, I've, I've given some thought, but yeah, this is quite uh, thought provoking now to think where those trees were, how long they've been there, and how they got started. Yeah. Maybe that means we're spending too much time alone. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to challenge you, Dan, and I'm going to challenge our listeners. The next log that you get, count the rings on it. And then do your math. <laughs> For me, that's where I get out my calculator. <laughs> and figure out how, where were you when this tree was uh, fell out of the sky in a, in a bird dropping. Right. <laughs> Or a squirrel, a squirrel digging and burying a nut, like a hickory nut or a walnut for future consumption, forgets about yeah. it, and it grows into a tree. Yeah. yeah. 
Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> that we're all here. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is, then the other thing is, you know, I guess I've never really thought about it when I'm processing or like handling the firewood, but I have, you know, I don't know if you've ever noticed certain, I know you had your elm tree, but like on the drive down to my parents at a neighbor's farm, there used to be this big iconic oak tree in the middle of a field on a hill. And yeah. I would always see that. And last summer, a storm blew it over and now it's gone. And it's like every time I drive down this road, I see that and there's like a void that, you know, it's like something's missing from my trip because sure. that tree is gone. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, that's the way th things become. You yeah. know, I always talk about our couch, <laughs> you know, we never appreciate the couch in the corner until it's gone one day. <laughs> but the same thing, the same thing for trees, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe I am not, I'm not a tree hugger. I appreciate trees, but you know, they serve a purpose to us. And it just seems like sometimes though, that maybe trees shouldn't become firewood. I don't know. When our elm tree fell down, I did save the trunk and I had some boards made out of it. I haven't done anything with them yet, but I got boards made out of it. But like the limbs and everything, you know, the elms, they got those boughs that just go all the way up through the, I mean, so much wood in an elm tree. You know, and I just, I heated our house with it. It just seemed like, right. uh, just seemed like it was unfair. <laughs> well, back quick to the, the ring notice, you know, when you, you mentioned uh, challenging me to counting the rings. Yes. The other interesting thing that I've noticed uh, when I do take the time to do that is from species to species, how thick and how big the growth rings actually are. Yeah. So like on, you know, like some uh, pine and even like ash trees and maples, you'll like those, they'll have like quarter to half inch growth rings. Uh -huh. And then you'll look at like an oak and it'll be like, you know, millimeter like just tiny little spaces between each ring yeah which indicates you know the a fast growing or a slow growing species huh yep yeah. yeah but i think also you can read these rings where there's a pace that you can see in the rings over the years and then there'll be one where they're really close you know really small and the people, the scientists would say that there was a drought that year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I haven't taken it that far, but, uh, you know, and I still have my main, I have a cutting from my trunk on my elm tree. Can you believe it? I've never counted the rings on it yet. I just haven't uh -huh. done it, but it's out there. And I would just be curious to see how old that thing was. Cause I think it was pretty old. The elm trees before Dutch elm, you know, they lasted a long time. Yeah. And, and they, and those were when, they, when they're big like that, that general, I mean, with the rings being tied together, mostly on big trees like that, you can, I mean, it's hundreds of years potentially. Sure. Well, there was a tree in new England. Its name was Herbie. It was an elm. They had finally had to cut it down, but I think George Washington had given a speech under it, wow. you know, so it was at least that old, but like these maple trees, I don't know. They don't seem to last as long. We had in town, our one main street was just lined with these big maple trees and they cut them all down and every single one of them was rotted out. You know, yeah. Like 
the the base of those get rotted out, then they fall over in a windstorm. Yeah, and they get yeah. they get almost too big, and gravity actually will you know break the big limbs off. Like if you have a big codominant stem where you have like a trunk that has multiple stems coming out of it, uh huh, start growing, and as they're reaching for more light, they start growing more horizontal than vertical, and at a certain point, they get to you know so big that their own weight and gravity breaks them off. Yeah. Here's an idea for firewood. So there was a guy, I can't, I'll have to look for this. He, uh, he makes boards. He has a mill. And instead of just sawing boards and selling them, he would buy the trees like off of a family. And the family would tell them the story of the tree, you know, about they remember when it was planted and so-and-so and grandpa. And he would write up a profile of that tree and he would sell it with the boards and he was able to command a higher price for his wood because that wood had a legacy. Oh. And like one guy bought one, you know, to make, he wanted to make his own casket for when he passed away. And the wood that he used from it, you know, was important because it had a story behind it. And, and I wonder if we can do the same thing with firewood, you know, like if there was a, a century tree or a witness tree, like what you had on, you know, that fell down that you could advertise that that wood came <laughs> from that tree. I bet you people would pay more money for it. Right. That's possible. But then once you just be, if you used it as firewood, then you would be ending that legacy. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's still providing <laughs> and you're, and you're putting it back into the potentiality of matter. So then the ashes are now valuable. <laughs> oh, or you could flip it and you could say something like this maple firewood is from a tree that for decades put its seeds in my gutter and all of its children were sprouting and causing me complete you know, frustration. And here it is. Get rid of this yeah. thing. <laughs> put, it, right. put it out of its misery. Yeah. At my dad's house, now we sold it. I, when I was a little boy, I got a helicopter and grew it in a cottage cheese container. Uh. <laughs> and it grew and we planted it in the backyard and that tree is still there and it is big. You wow. know, so it's, it's probably over 40 years old. Well, over the years, when we bought this place out here, uh, you know, the, I took some helicopters off of it and I got its, I don't know, son or daughter <laughs> <laughs> growing in our yard, you know, so the, nice. the, the family tradition continues. Yeah. That is very cool. Until it falls and smashes our house and then <laughs> that'd be a terrible idea. What were you thinking of? <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. That is very, uh, a very unique, uh, see now there's a good story to follow along with the tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dan, I just thought this was a fun discussion. I think too often we look at firewood as just firewood and we forget where it came from. Yes, I agree. Very good observation here by you. I, I've never really thought much into it till right now. Yeah. I just had a triaxle load of logs delivered. There's a big one on there. And I'm going to do, when we're done here, I'm taking you outside and we're going to count the rings in it. Yeah, let's uh, and and find out where what was going on when that tree was born. Yeah, yeah, you never know.
Interesting. Yes. Well, Dan, do you think it's time we strike up the band? Yes. Let's let these woodhounds go out there and start counting their rings in their <laughs> woodyard. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anyone out there has a tree uh, that has a lot of rings in it, or if you have a story about burning uh, or making firewood out of a, a tree that had a legacy, why don't you send us an email? Dan, what's our email address? Thewoodhounds at gmail.com. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'd, li- I'd like to hear uh, from some listeners out there, you know, the old one, maybe like the oldest tree they ever had in their wood yard, or they, like you said, just legacy trees. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you say, Dan? Let's get out of here. All right. Yeah, let's get out there. And I got to get, I might have to, do you have glasses? I, my eyesight's going bad. I got to be able to count these rings. <laughs> crack them there. You use the camera on your cell phone. That's how I do it. Oh, that is a good tip. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the Woodhounds podcast, the number one firewood podcast in the world. And we want to thank everyone for checking in and making us the number one firewood podcast in the world. Yeah. Woo. All right, Joe. Let's get out there and count those rings. Okay, Dan, I'm going to wish you and everyone else a great day. <laughs>